Perona Cigar Company is your one-stop shop for all your cigar needs. Whether that's a brand new humidor, a box of those new cigars you've been waiting for, a top-of-the-line cutter or lighter, a place to enjoy the finest cigars and spirits with friends, or the only cigars grown right here in the Sunshine State, we've got you covered. Come visit one of our retail locations for the ultimate cigar experience. Visit us online at coronacigar.com. How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Vikings suck. Let's get it over with. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corona Cigar Studios for episode 188 of How About That Cigar Live. Garrett is feeling a little sad, but Gosh, damn it. It's, just, it's I mean, it's it's the same as, you know, it. it what what's the what's the famous phrase that oh everybody hates? Yeah, you said it to me last night too. I was like, oh, he had to say it. I had to. There's always next year. There's always next year. Is that always the same? Next year. Did I it, get it was. Oh. You got it. You nailed it. <laughs> um, so I literally messaged Coop ten minutes before the game, and I was like, "Good luck to your team. I think we'll both need it." Do you know what his response to me was? Um, probably something along the lines of, uh, we don't need luck. No, no. <laughs> the other way. Oh, really? Yeah. He thought the Vikings were going to tear it up. No. Oh, he, his, his response was, we don't have a chance. Really? Yes. Mm. That's very surprising to me because I watched so many of those, you know, so-called NFL experts shows in they the week leading giants. up to it. Most of them picked the Giants. Yeah, not all of them, but yeah. And um, I, I will say this: the game was the the game was close. Oh, it was. And I think both teams had some great plays, but as it sounds like a cliche almost, but the team that had the fewest mistakes is the team that ended up winning. Rain Man impression. Oh 100%. no! I started rocking. Oh, did you start rocking yeah. back and forth? Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, guys, while you're in the comments, please uh, let us know what you're smoking. Let us know what you're drinking um, along with us. And thank you so much for being a part. I didn't even say thanks for being a part of episode 188 that. That of How About That Cigar Live. That's me. Uh, we are live on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, if you have comments or questions, we have a we have a very uh, interesting special guest coming up in just a little bit, uh, and. Uh, if you're listening after the fact on the audio podcast, please take just a minute and subscribe to the podcast uh, and like and five star and the thing, whatever the things you do on the podcast. Smash that, smash it. Smash that. Yes. Smash what, all the, all smash, the things, whatever, smash. whatever the, the young people are doing these days. And by young people, since we're in the cigar business, I mean, people 21 and, and older. Correct. Yes. That's what I mean <laughs> by that. Um, so yeah, the Vikings unfortunately didn't uh, didn't make it through the wild card rounds, um, but you know it's it it's it's a very tough league to play in. Um, as we speak, uh, Dallas is absolutely destroying um, the the Bucks. Yeah, the the offense can't get anything going from you know the few plays that I've I've watched. Well, the, I mean, the Bucks. The Bucks have a young quarterback. 
they do who really is trying to prove he's himself still trying to learn the game <laughs> um I, he, eventually i think he'll find i think way. he might find it so yeah there's always an extra for that guy too there's, there's always okay. that's true okay. i think he'll still be playing when he's 75 <laughs> yeah it's like starting you know in his uh 37th season yeah in the nfl is tom brady and he'll be at that point he'll be playing for what jacksonville or or no he'll be playing for it's got to be someplace warm he'll be playing for the puerto rican pirates <laughs> oh. or cfl maybe oh yeah no because oh, yeah. he wants to be somewhere warm i yeah, don't think right. he'd yeah. go to he wouldn't go to canada yeah i mean you wouldn't you wouldn't hear you know now starting quarterback for the hamilton tiger cats right it's tom brady that's not going to happen so yeah. in honor of Coop's Giants winning over the Vikings. Uh, Coop gave me this when he was up in Minnesota. Uh, Davidoff Art Edition from uh, a long time ago. A long the the cello is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um. So thank you, Coop, for this. Good job to your team, and wish them the best of luck going forward. They will need it for the next round. That's for sure. Yeah. It's um. Are they? Do they get San Francisco? Who do they? Um, who do they? Who do the Giants get in the next round? Think the Giants get. You know, it's funny. I have a computer here. I could just, you know, I could just pull, pull this up. up. Yeah, yeah you could. <laughs> could. It'd be ask, easy enough. Yeah, we could ask our special. I guests. mean, I've got a computer, right? Yeah, we could ask our special guests, yeah. but. Um, oh, so the Giants play the Eagles um, next week. I'm and sorry. 40, 49ers plays whoever the winner of tonight's game is. So whether it's Dallas or Tampa Bay, that's who the 49ers. Four, geez. Wow. I've had two sips of whiskey. Full disclosure. I And I can't you seem take to. another sip. I think you need a little bit more there. I can't seem to make words. It might with, be all the lines you did before the show. Oh, oh that's oh, what me. it was. Yeah. 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 Is that what it We're continuing from last week's show, you know. <laughs> Which <laughs> is so funny because I talked to the guys today yeah. on the phone. Yeah. And again, <laughs> Still <on> it, huh? <laughs> we, yeah, we talked about piles of, of Coke, uh, Scarface style. It was funny. I was like, why every time I talk to you guys, we always end up it talking about a Coke. Florida thing. Maybe? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know yeah. Yeah. Coke. Yeah. <laughs> um, so real quick, the wilds are, are still improving. We had a great win a couple nights ago against the, the coyotes. I still want to call them the coyotes, but they're the coyotes. Um, and still holding on to the number three spot. Interestingly enough, the stars I know dropped out of the number one spot. Yep. So it's anybody's, you know, it's anybody's game right now as far as the the top of uh uh the division. Yeah, I think uh playoffs though for us are still gonna go through the abs. They are, and they're gonna probably destroy us they're such a good they hockey team so good um screw you dojo <laughs> <laughs> how dare you have the best hockey team in the world that's just not fair a, a dynasty level it literally, is they literally are really dynasty level they, this could be a long run it could be um one of the things that just i know we're like way outside of baseball season but honestly you know pitchers and catchers report pretty soon here um, this whole twins signing of Carlos Correa, I don't understand it, how they, they didn't put up the money and then the Mets apparently signed him. And then 
all of a sudden there's medical problems apparently. And then all of a sudden the twins sign him for more than the Mets were going to sign him for. And there apparently the twins doctors say he's just fine. I don't buy it. I just, I have a hard time having faith in, I, I I don't, it's our MO though. I don't know if he's going to put $60 million worth of production into this team. I hope he does. I do too. But because he's he really has a lot of talent. But I just don't know if I don't his know. bat is on. It's he's fantastic. He's and and he can really light the field up with great defensive plays and all that. Um, and he is a good he's a good locker room guy. People like him. That people yeah. you know he's he's a motivator. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, tonight's show is really interesting. You know, we always we're we've been very very lucky over over the years to have some fantastic special guests, um, and and I would be remiss if I didn't uh, mention the fact that we're coming up on so in just a little less than two weeks on February first, that is the four year anniversary of when how about that cigar lot how about that cigar dot com went live on the internet. I mean, technically it was live before that, but as far as we advertised it out and said, hey, this is a new thing and it's it's real. After all that time, you're saying people still are hearing the and comments? And people are still here in the comments and you guys are the greatest ever. Wow. So we're very grateful for it. So yeah, for this, we're coming up on four years. Twice. And then it was a few months after that that we started doing the podcast. Yep. Um, so yeah, almost four years that we're, that we're coming up on. But like I said, we've had... We've been very blessed and lucky to have a lot of great special guests on the show. People who know a lot about cigars, people who know a lot about tobacco. Um, and we love learning from those people. And there's been this trend recently uh, in, in, the world of, uh, in the world of AI and specifically the AI chatbots. And if you've seen any of the stuff floating around um, where people go and ask questions and they ask very specific questions and, of these AI chatbots saying, hey, write me this and write me that and and ask questions about all kinds of different things. So we were curious to find out how much the AI chatbot knows about cigars. And the cool thing is, too, the AI chatbot, it learns the more questions you ask it, it continues learning. So maybe we can, first of all, find out how much the AI chatbot knows about cigars. And second of all, see if we can maybe teach the AI chatbot a thing or two about cigars. Mm, mm -hmm. So that's what we're going to do tonight. Uh, if you guys have questions, we would love for you to put, please put those questions in the comments. Mm -hmm. So if you want to ask something to the AI chatbot about cigars, put it in the comments and we will, uh, we'll add that to the questions we have. Uh, we're just going to fly with it. We asterisk, don't really, yeah. Asterisks, asterisk, uh, questions, just we're going to throw this out probably a couple times as people are coming and going and that's, you know, how the show goes, but we cannot ask it, or I should say it will not respond to anything adult related. Yeah. So, so like questions about Tory comments, questions about mm -hmm. autoerotic asphyxiation, Ooh. skip, uh, or, skip. <laughs> or, you know, Paul's favorite little toy to play with every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be beads. Be any, yeah, no beads. Yeah, beads. No beads. Yeah, Sorry. Be so let, let's let's uh, let's keep the questions cigar related. Um, and so we're we're gonna start with the basics with the AI chatbot and go from there. But we'll just see what happens. Yeah, I, it's an experiment. It's it's and I think as far as I know, because you went live on uh, Facebook a little yep. earlier. As far as I am aware. 
this is the first time ever that a cigar show, uh, a cigar show has had a non-human guest being interviewed on the show. So whether or not that turns, it could be a shit show. Guys, we're open to whatever happens right now. This could be an absolute garbage fire. We're okay with it. No matter what happens, we're going to roll. Great question. Great question. That is a great question. I love that question. Come back Um, to that. But I finished finished my pregame cigar, and I'm going to get into my my main cigar um, of the show. And Garrett was kind enough to hand me this. This is one of my favorite cigars. This is the, uh, the... the Tatuaje Avion Broadleaf. Ooh. I thank you very much for the cigar. And I am going to toast this up right now via the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Toast, toast him. When lighting your cigar, it is important to be patient, pay close attention to detail, and focus on the tobacco. In the same way, Steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra-premium cigars of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust have become known for. From Sober Mesa to Umbagog, Dunbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DunbartonCigars.com to learn more. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah? And just notice how Minnesotan we sound. When we oh, do yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good yeah. cigar there. Oh, oh yeah. Don't Yikes. you know? Welcome to, welcome to, how about that Fargo? I mean, <laughs> apparently we, had, we, we had a non-human guest record when Raul. Were Except that one. Oh, shots Ooh. fired. Wow. <laughs> Making friends. Why do I feel like they're in the same room right now and they're just busting each other's oh, balls? Man. They're actually in the same room. They could be. No, we can't talk All about right. the best size for a dildo, Jason. <clears throat> no, that will not be discussed. But thanks for asking. I'm sure the I'm sure you can you can pull up a chat with the uh the chat bot. So I'm gonna share and, this on screen now. Yep. So we'll share that on screen while you're doing that. I'm gonna answer his question. Opinion based questions are not a um, a good use of our time. Uh, so Matt and I have played with the chatbot, but not cigar related. So these are all fresh questions. And most likely the chatbot, because we have we have sort of played around with the chatbot a little in the last couple of weeks, but we've stayed away from cigar questions just because we want all this to be fresh. But about other things that we've asked the chatbot that are opinion related. It it usually says I don't. I'm have, an AI. I don't have yeah. yeah opinions on on you know such things. So, but we can give it a shot and see what happens. Yeah, I mean we can. Yeah, yeah so you guys can see the what that output looks like. So this is uh, Chat GPT. It's up on the screen right now. You guys can see it. And if you're listening on the audio podcast, we do have a, a speech generator, so we'll be able to hear these answers. Um, after the fact as well. So you guys, when if you're listening, driving down the road, don't worry, you can keep your eyes on the road. You should be able to hear everything. Um, so uh, I think we should start with the most basic question. Absolutely. And that question is? Can you define a premium cigar? Yeah. Uh, let's say this. Can you define what a premium cigar is? Yep. And you guys get to see how terrible of a typist I am here, too. The IT thing, I think. 
and you define what a premium cigar is. And here we go. I like it so far. Yep. And how amazing is it this is coming up like as quickly as a human who knows a lot about this subject would come up with it. So I'll pull this up here and I will ask. That is actually a fantastic yeah, response. I, I think it's a great answer. And and I like the fact that that we we can clearly see that Cigar Aficionado has already got its claws into <laughs> No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> They're already paying for sponsorship on uh, on Chat GPT. And also, if you would, those of you who are watching right now live on Facebook and YouTube, let us know if you could hear the readback from the computer on that. Raul says he didn't hear it. Okay, so then we're going to punt and just yep. going to go in. So the chatbot said, uh, in answer to the question, can you define what a premium cigar is? The chatbot says, a premium cigar is a type of cigar that is made from high-quality tobacco, usually grown in specific regions such as Cuba, Nicaragua, and the Dominican Republic. The tobacco is fermented and aged for several years before being hand-rolled into cigars. Premium cigars are often sold in specialized cigar shops or online and are typically more expensive than mass-produced cigars. They are often enjoyed by cigar aficionados who appreciate the taste and craftsmanship of these cigars. I mean, it's not as sexy as the AI voice. Yeah, the AI voice yeah. way sexier. Got it'll, that it'll British work. accent. We'll, we'll give it to you, man. It's all. It's all. Uh, I'll do the best I can. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that, I think it's a great answer. I do, you know, too. For, for considering it's a computer. Absolutely. Um, what's next? What should we ask next of the chat bots? Um, and we want to get into uh, just general ideas. We want to get into, if it knows the difference between, you know, machine made cigars, uh, what well, about health risks? What about FDA? What about, uh, you know, things like that. Let's ask it. Um, Ooh. Gosh, there's so Dak, many questions. Dak's got a great question. What yeah. is the best way to cut a cigar? Hey, yeah. let's ask it right now. Yeah. What is the best way to cut a cigar? Chatbot says, the best way to cut a cigar is to use a guillotine-style cutter, which allows for a clean and straight cut. The cutter should be sharp, and the blade should be wide enough to cut the cigar without damaging the wrapper. The cut should be made just above the shoulder of the cigar where the round part of the cigar meets the straight part. It all it is also important to cut as little of the cap as possible. Oh my Ideally just enough to create an opening and draw smoke uh, and to draw smoke through. Cutting too much of the cap can cause the cigar to unravel or make it difficult to draw smoke through. Another method is to use a punch cutter which creates a small circular opening on the cap. It's more discreet and less likely to unravel the cigar. It's also important to note that some cigars, such as Perfectos, have tapered heads and require a V-cutter or special cutter to make a V-shaped notch. Ooh. This is bonkers, guys. This, this computer, this AI 
artificial intelligence wrote up that answer in what two seconds i that's longer than some people can figure out which cutter to use in their damn cigar yeah exactly yeah they've got their they they open up their their travel pack and they're like hmm should i use a v cut on this should i use a straight cut on this Ooh, i got a good one okay okay you ready let's do it define a boutique cigar uh what uh, makes a boutique cigar Define a, or what makes a cigar a boutique? Cigar? Define a boutique oh, okay. cigar. Yeah, define a boutique. Cigar. Okay, done. Define a boutique cigar. My gosh, <laughs> look at this! You guys can see this in real time, and for if you're listening, I'll read it and just just Sarah Garrett, you read this. Sure. One. A boutique cigar is a high end small batch cigar that is made. Yeah, wait for it to. It's it's. Okay, so it's done typing, so go for it. All right. Uh, Made by a small independent manufacturer, these cigars are typically made by hand using premium aged tobacco and are often limited in production. Boutique cigars are known for their unique blends, complex flavors, and high-quality construction. They're usually more expensive than mass-produced cigars and are often sought after by cigar aficionados. I disagree with that, the the more expensive part. The craftsmanship and attention to detail that goes into making these cigars. They're usually made in small quantities, so they can be hard to find, but they are often considered to be some of the best cigars on the market. Again, this answer is insane that this is coming from a computer. Now, I disagree. Like I said, I disagree where it says they're often, uh, they're usually, it says they are usually more expensive than mass-produced cigars. I don't find that to be true. Mm, I think when it's talking about mass-produced, it might be talking about machine made let's ask him that what's that define what's mass produced cigars? cigars yeah how deep in the rabbit hole can we go define a mass produced cigar oh there we go <laughs> huh? i mean come on <laughs> Come on, this is this is great. A mass-produced cigar is a type of cigar that is made on a large scale by a major manufacturer. These cigars are typically made with less expensive, younger tobacco and are machine-rolled rather than hand-rolled. They are often sold in convenience stores, supermarkets, and online. Mass-produced cigars are usually less expensive than premium cigars and are often sold in large quantities. Okay. The taste, the quality and taste can vary widely, but generally they are considered to be less complex and refined than premium or boutique cigars. What? There we go. They are often used for daily consumption and not for special occasions or as a luxury oh, item. Swishers. This is, they're, I mean, this is already off the rails. That's your master cigar there. Um, how do? Okay, Skip's got a good question. Yeah, how do you retrohale when smoking a cigar? That's a great question. I'm going to put that in right now. How do you retrohale when smoking a cigar. I mean, everybody wants to know that. This is stupid. It's typing it faster than I can even think. Retrohaling, also known as exhaling through the nose, is a technique used by some cigar smokers to enhance the flavor and aroma of their cigar. To retrohale, take a puff from the cigar... Sorry, it's typing so fast. Yep. We can't. <laughs> it's still going, guys. This is. It's still going. 
We're going to be here all night with this one question. Did this? Uh, it's giving long okay, answers. Okay. Yeah, so okay. this, so this, this chatbot learned a lot from guys like Skip and Steve Saka when it yeah. comes to answering cigar answering right. questions Absolutely. with a long answer. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so go ahead. Uh, so to retrohale, take a puff from the cigar and hold the smoke in your mouth for a moment before exhaling through your nose. The smoke enters your nasal passage and interacts with the olfactory receptors in your nose, <laughs> which allows you to taste and smell more of the cigar flavors and aromas. It's important to note that not all cigars are suitable for retrohaling, and some cigars may have a stronger or harsher smoke when exhaled through the nose. Yeah. It's also important to start with small puffs and get used to it, as it can take some time to get used to the sensation of inhaling smoke through your nose. Additionally, retrohaling can cause some people to sneeze or cough, so it may be suitable. It may not be suitable for everyone. To retrohale, make sure you have a good draw and take a puff and hold the smoke in your mouth, then close your mouth, open your sinus, and ex exhale gently through your nose. Pay attention to the flavors and aromas you are getting and adjust the amount of smoke you inhale through the nose to find your comfort level. Jeez, Tony's question. So should we go to the next one? I like this one. I can't care. Well, let's, let's let's send it. Let's see. It's this is this is absolutely. I'm really curious to see. If this is absolutely getting asked. And what if he puts the picture up? Why the uh, corn can't and all that stuff? You know, Garrett oh. Robinson. I feel like Retro there's enough on the internet that might have an answer for this. <laughs> oh. That's right personal it's it's still going this is ridiculous while well, sort of putting in <laughs> i do have a okay. medical condition Let's read this read that one man. i'm sorry i do not have information about a person named garrett robinson and his ability to retrohale retrohaling is a personal preference and not everyone finds it enjoyable or comfortable some people may find it difficult or uncomfortable to inhale smoke through their nose, while others may not be able to distinguish the flavors or aromas when retrohaling. It is also possible that Garrett Robinson may have a medical condition that prevents him from inhaling smoke through his nose. Without more information, it's impossible, impossible for me to say why Garrett Robinson can't retrohale. I'll take I, it. I want to. I want a transcript of all this. Oh, absolutely. And I want that answer. We should post on, this on the website on a T-shirt. <laughs> uh, let's go to the. Um, how is a premium cigar made? Yes, absolutely. Where was that one at? Uh, how is somebody a, asked that? Yeah. Premium. They didn't say premium cigar, but okay. I think made. we should. It sort of answered this already, but. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's putting in bullet oh points. Gosh. Oh my it's putting in bullet points. Come on. This is insane. Now we have to get, after this is over, we have to start getting into some deep level questions about fermentation and polones. Oh, man. And we did get some questions from Mike and oh, okay. from last week. Jeff last week. It's already on like eight bullet points. Oh. oh. And now it's closing. This, that's. Okay. We got eight bullet points on this on this answer here. Go for it. A premium cigar is typically made using a multi-step process that involves several stages of fermentation and aging of the tobacco. Here's a general overview of the process. One, harvesting. The tobacco leaves are carefully hand-picked and sorted according to color and texture. Two, fermentation. 
The tobacco leaves are stacked and left to ferment in large piles, which helps break down the sugar and protein in the leaves. This process can take several weeks to a few months and helps to develop the flavor and aroma of the tobacco. Three, aging. After fermentation, the tobacco leaves are aged for several years in cedar-lined rooms or warehouses. This helps to further develop the flavor and aroma of the tobacco and also improves the burning characteristics of the cigars. This oh my is crazy. Gosh. Four, blending. The tobacco leaves are then blended together to create the desired flavor profile of the cigar. Five, rolling. The tobacco is then hand-rolled into cigars <clears throat> by skilled rollers known as torcedores. The rollers use a binder leaf to hold the filler tobacco together and a wrapper leaf to cover the cigar. Six, final inspection. The cigars are then inspected for quality and consist consistency. Any cigars that do not meet the standards are discarded. <clears throat> Seven, aging. The cigars are then aged again for several months to allow the flavors to meld together and to ensure a smooth smoke. Eight, packaging. The cigars are then packaged and shipped to retailers. It is important to note that this process can vary depending on the manufacturer and type of cigar being made, but generally, premium cigars are made with a lot of care and attention to detail. I mean, it's not just the the depth of the answers. It's the fact that it's broken down into bullet points and all this. I have I actually have one here. I wanted I want I want to ask it about uh, tobacco primings, the primings on the tobacco plants. Um. Um, I got this one because Raul wants to hear my sexy voice, he says. So, what are primings on a tobacco plant? Oh my gosh! Holy guys, this is insane. It knows primings. I mean, it's finding all this information by doing thousands of web searches in, in a split second. But still. <laughs> Jeez. All right. So while it's, um, I just want to address something. Yeah. Um, FD earlier asked about a uh, promotion I had. And I'm going to really separate what I do in the cigar industry with this podcast to keep uh, the bias out of this podcast, but I appreciate you uh, bringing that up. So we asked the chatbot, what are primings on a tobacco plant? And it says primings are the leaves that grow on a tobacco plant. The tobacco plant has several primings, each with its own unique characteristics. The primings are harvested at different times and used for different purposes, depending on the type of cigar being made. The first priming is called the volato, and it is the lowest leaf on the tobacco plant. These leaves are typically used as the filler of a cigar. They are light and mild tasting. The second priming is the seco, which is the middle leaf of the plant. These leaves are used as the binder of the cigar, and they are stronger and have more flavor than the volato leaves. The third priming is the lajero, which is the top leaf of the plant. These leaves are used as the wrapper of a cigar, and they are dark, oily, and strong in flavor. They also give the cigar its strength. The fourth priming is called top priming or uh, Vuelto Abajo. Um, I'm not, I've heard that term before, but I'm used to other ones. Um, and it's the highest priming on the tobacco plant. This is the most sought after leaf for the wrapper because of it's thick, oily, and because it is thick, oily, and flavorful. Each priming 
is harvested at different times depending on the maturity of the plant. Hi. Hi. Sorry, we're back. I have no idea what happened. Sorry about that. We're all good. I think we're back. Yeah, we're back. Sorry about that. Sorry. Technicalities, technology. It's oh, it's the chatbot. They're sent. Oh, Sky, Skynet's trying to shut us down. Uh -oh. Skynet <laughs> doesn't like this tobacco top. Uh, we should ask it what's your relationship with the T1000? Yes. Um, so just to close out this, it says each priming is uh, harvested at different times depending on the maturity of the plant and are fermented and aged separately before being blended together to create the desired flavor profile for the cigar. In other words, priming refers to the different leaves on a tobacco plant which are harvested at different times and used for different parts of the cigar. Most of it's right. There are a couple yeah. things I don't agree with yeah, based Lajero on what we've learned from other people. Is rarely used for wrapper. Lajero isn't typically a wrapper leaf. Um and um i think a, a lot of these answers are based on on cuban history okay not necessarily nicaraguan and, and dominican terminology um but still i mean holy crap Ooh, let's ask it this how about how many sizes are there with premium cigars i like that i like it okay. we will get um, to that one yeah. let's do what is the oldest cigar factory in the united states What is the oldest cigar factory in the United States? Let's uh, let's let Justin read this. Uh oh. Oh, is it going to answer? Ooh, Ooh. we stumped it. Oh. Oh no. It took it. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Justin, so, go ahead. The oldest cigar factory in the United States is the J.C. Newman Cigar Company, which is located in Tampa, Florida. The factory was founded in 1895 by Julius Caesar Newman, an immigrant from Hungary who started rolling cigars in his kitchen. The factory was originally located in Cleveland, Ohio, but was moved to Tampa, Florida in 1954. The factory is still in operation today and is run by the Newman family. The factory's flagship brand is the Diamond oh, Crown, which gosh. was the first produced in the early 1990s and has since become one of the most sought-after cigars in the market. <laughs> it's worth noting that there are other factories that claim to be the oldest, such as the El Rolojo, factory in Ybor City, Tampa, which was founded in 1886. But J.C. Newman Cigar Company is considered to be the oldest continuously operating factory in the United States. That's true. How was That's that for true. my sexy voice? That Raul? was fantastic. So Raul says, guess Matt doesn't care what I want. Why does he say that? Because Did... you didn't have me do the next. He wanted, he wanted, oh, he wanted Justin voice, to read. You know? See, I give the people what they want, Raul. Yeah. It just, you just got to be patient. You got to be patient. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Well, there was a question from. There was a question earlier that we didn't get to. Uh, Dax, how many sizes? Let's yeah. do that one. And then I got another one from earlier, too, that, that somebody asked about. Um, How many sizes are there with premium cigars? Do premium cigars come in? There you go. Be here all night with this one. This could be. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's already starting. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dax knew that was going to be a long one night. Nice. You <laughs> just trolled us just to listen to us read all this stuff to you, Dax, yep. didn't you? Let's see what you did there. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh for oh. holy crap. <laughs> now it's going into, now it's going from, from sizes oh. into Vitolas. 
We're getting schooled. Shapes. Yeah, and for people listening to this after the fact, we apologize for for the long pauses here. We will. Yeah, we, we'll read through all this for you guys who are listening. Um, but this is a long output. It's putting. Yeah, it's for, still it's still typing for all the vitolas. It is still going. Holy cow! And it's typing faster than we could read it. So <laughs> it's typing faster than I can think. Yes. Mind blown. Holy. Okay. The question is, how many sizes do premium cigars come in? Premium cigars come in a wide variety of sizes and shapes known as Vitolas. The most common sizes are Churchill, 7 inches long by 47 ring gauge, Robusto, 5 inches long by 50 ring gauge, Toro, 6 inches long by 50 ring gauge, Double Corona, 7.5 inches long by 49 ring gauge, Corona, 6 inches long by 42 ring gauge, Panatella, 6 inches long by 34 ring gauge, Petite Corona, 5 inches long by 42 ring gauge, and Lonsdale, six and a half inches long by 42 ring gauge. Lanceros are Vitolas too. <laughs> Is it in the other one? We'll I think see. it might be. These are considered the most standard sizes, but there are many other sizes such as Perfecto, cigar with a tapered head and foot with different ring gauges at the head and foot. Torpedo, a cigar with a pointed head and rounded foot with the same ring gauge throughout the body. Pyramid, cigar with a pointed head and wide foot. Salamone, cigar with a tapered head and pointed foot with the same ring gauge throughout the body. Bellicoso, cigar with a tapered head and a rounded foot with the same ring gauge throughout the body. The ring gauge is the measurement of the cigar's diameter. It is measured in 64. That was going to be my next question. It was measured in it is measured in 64 of an inch. So a cigar with a ring gauge of 50 is 50 64ths of an inch in diameter. Premium cigars also come in different lengths and ring gauges, which can affect the smoking experience and the flavors that are perceived. The size and shape of the cigar can also affect the burning characteristics and the draw. Some people prefer a larger ring gauge, which can provide a cooler smoke, while others prefer a smaller ring gauge, which can provide a stronger smoke. Hmm. I mean, it asks the next question before I was even... So I where one. the fuck is Lanceros <laughs> well, let's, in that let's, list? Let's ask that. What is a Lancero cigar? Oh, there we go. <laughs> okay. It's it's did got you, it right. Did you know that? It's got it right. And it's still going. There's it's giving a lot of very detailed oh information. Yeah, so AI put that in your holy shit this is i mean it's it's very detailed what it's going into so garrett you read this one a lancero is a type of cigar that is characterized by its long thin shape can relate the term <laughs> lancero is spanish for lance petite lancero yeah no, no go ahead which refers to the cigar's long and slender shape Lancero cigars typically measure around seven and a half inches in length and have a ring gauge of 38 to 40, which is thinner than other standard sizes. Lancero cigars are known for their unique smoking experience as they have a high wrapper to filler ratio. This can create a more intense and complex flavor profile compared to other cigar sizes. Due to their thin size, they also tend to burn faster and may require more maintenance than other cigars. <laughs> Lancero cigars are considered to be a rare and sought-after Vitola among cigar aficionados and are often considered to be the purest cigar. They are often produced in small quantities and can be hard to find. They are also considered to be more challenging to roll and require highly skilled rollers. Accurate. 
It is worth noting that not all brands produce Lancero cigars and they are considered to be less common size in production, but they're often a good choice for those who want to experience a more intense and complex flavor profile. Hmm. These answers are beyond detailed. These are the, uh, these are answers that if we had somebody on the show, like George Brightman or Mm -hmm. Skip Martin or uh, Steve Saka or Michael Herklotz or uh, Rafael Nodal. These are these are answers I would expect to be very in line with what they would say. Yeah, it's freaky. Absolutely, it is. This is freaky. I want to real. I want to go to one of the questions that we got from uh, from Mike and Jeff last week that they asked us to ask to the chatbot. Here we go. So this this is from uh, Jeff Mute. Jeff Mute. Yep. Mute. Yeah. Yeah. From uh, Phosphoro Cigars. I'm going to copy and paste this into the chat window here. So Jeff wanted us to ask, what is the proper time and temp to ferment a pilone of Connecticut broadleaf tobacco? Maybe you should smell it. Or is it that smart? We'll see. We'll see how smart it is. We'll see. It's already, so if you're listening, it's already started typing. It got Connecticut broadleaf. And it's, it's. It's, it's good. Oh my gosh. This is you guys. It's giving us a very detailed Nalillo, answer. Nalillo, where you uh, going, huh? Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a uh, Nick Melillo. Yeah. This is Melillo level. Yep. <laughs> it's still going. Oh my oh, gosh. It's oh, it knows about sweating. sweating. Oh, what the hell? This is insane. I mean, uh, this, the thing that's encouraging about this is obviously that because it it scours the internet for this stuff. Yeah. So obviously there are some very good detailed articles and interviews about this subject. It, it just went to Coop's website. It just went to yeah, Coop. It, <laughs> it, 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 just, it actually called Coop. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the phone <laughs> with Coop right now. You don't even know. <laughs> Coop, how'd you get in oh, here? Oh, that's fantastic. I love it. Oh. All right, so Justin, you want to take a crack at this I'll, one? I'll take a crack at this very, very long answer here. Fermenting tobacco is a complex process that involves several variables, such as temperature, humidity, and time. The proper time and temperature for fermenting, fermenting t- Connecticut broadleaf tobacco can vary depending on the desired flavor profile, the type of tobacco, and the fermentation used. In general, Connecticut broadleaf tobacco is fermented at higher temperatures than other types of tobacco, such as Cuban tobacco. The temperature of the pilon, which is a pile of fermented tobacco, is typically between 80 to 85 degrees Fahrenheit, 27 to 30 degrees Celsius. The humidity is usually kept between 60 to 70 percent. The high temperature and humidity help to break down the sugar and protein in the tobacco leaves and develop the desired flavors. Hmm. Okay. Scroll up. The time it takes to ferment... Connecticut broadleaf tobacco can vary depending on the desired flavor profile and the fermentation method used. It can take anywhere from a few weeks to several months. The traditional method of fermentation is called sweating, and it consists of stacking the leaves in large piles, covering them with plastic, and leaving them to ferment for several weeks. It is important to note that the process of fermenting tobacco is an art, and it is, and it is not a science. There are many variables that can affect the flavor and aroma of the tobacco, and it takes a lot of experience and skill to produce a high-quality fermented tobacco. The best way to obtain a specific fermentation process is to consult with experts 
tobacco growers, manufacturers, or experts in the field. This is insane. I mean, it's this is literally like like you've got the best experts in tobacco behind it. And and do we agree with every single thing in here? Maybe not, but it's still like there's. It there, is. I mean, still. John, John says that's a Skip Martin thing right there. So yeah, <laughs> it's it is. And I just tagged Jeff so he knows that we just got his question on there. Oh. Um, I want to get Mike's. Okay. Um, oh, <laughs> Mike's was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, if it may know. I mean, it's it's scary uh, that it may actually know the answer to this question. Uh, Mike wants to know, how long does it take to smoke a femur cigar? And if, and if you uh, don't. Yeah, if you don't know what a femur is, <laughs> it was a Roma Craft uh, product that was... I uh, I don't I, even know the dimensions, but it was uh, it, it's in the the April Fools. Type. Massive, yeah. yeah, it's huge. Yeah, so let's let's check it out. Ooh, so this one's not. Oh no, here. this is wrong. It doesn't know this. Well, fifty and nine might be I right. Don't think I don't think it's a fifty ring gauge. I think it's more like a hundred and ten ring gauge. Okay. Oh, was it really? I think so. So this says uh, the time it takes to smoke a femur cigar can vary depending on several factors, such as the size, ring gauge, and the smoker's pace. A femur cigar is typically a large and thick cigar, so it can take a while to smoke. In general, a femur cigar with a ring gauge of 50 and around 9 inches long can take around 2 hours to smoke. Um... This can vary depending on the smoker's pace, smoker's experience, conditions, and smoking environments. Some may finish it faster, some may take longer. Important to note that smoking a cigar should be a leisurely activity and should be enjoyed at a relaxed pace. Rushing through a cigar can lead to a less satisfying smoking experience and can cause the cigar to burn too hot, which can affect the flavor. Additionally, many cigar smokers prefer to take their time and savor the experience, so it's best to smoke a cigar at your own pace and to enjoy it to the fullest. Well, I agree with that. I do too. Um, I'm gonna think of some other questions real quick while I look up the stats on the on the femur. So, what was uh, what was one of the earlier questions um, that we had? It, it, I couldn't find it again, but it was uh, what cigar companies uh, give to charity or something like. that. Oh yeah, that was a good one. I think that was from. It's not still on here. It was a was let's find that person real. Hang on, let me see if Daniel Dominic is yeah. the person who originally said that. Yeah. Are there any cigar companies known for charitable giving? Yeah, we will ask that. So the femur, for the record, yeah. is a 10-inch long cigar with a 133 and a third <laughs> ring gauge. It's like a baby's arm. <laughs> I mean, that's... Yeah, so the, the chatbot doesn't know everything, um, but that's okay. Well, maybe we should put Romacraft. Femur. maybe 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 yeah, that but, yeah. specify so what was that sorry what was that question are um, there any companies known for charitable are there any cigar companies known for charitable giving all right are there any premium cigar companies known for charitable giving and the ai chatbot says Oh, it starts typing right away. No delay of, of any kind. Oh, right. Yeah, JC Newman. Yep. Okay. Rocky Patel. Okay. Davidoff. 
Interesting. Mm -hmm. Matt Sherman. I'm waiting for Arturo Fuente. Come on. Where's Arturo Fuente? Oh, I know. Oh, I was too. Come on. Oh, I didn't. No, oh, that's, that's a miss on their part. Oh, it is. The chatbot missed, missed one of the big biggest. on this one. And plus, Nat Sherman is not yeah. a company anymore. Yeah. Um, so it says, yes, there are several premium cigar companies known for charitable giving. A few examples are J.C. Newman. This company has a long history of charitable giving as and is involved in several several charitable organizations, such as the Tampa Bay History Center, the Tampa Museum of Art, and the Tampa Bay Symphony. Rocky Patel Premium Cigars. This company is known for its charitable efforts and supports various organizations, such as the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation, which provides education and health care to children in the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. Uh, that's also mostly known for Fuente, that organization yeah. itself. Uh, Davidoff of Geneva. This company is known for its charitable giving and supports various organizations such as the Davidoff of Geneva USA Charitable Foundation, which provides education and health care to the children in the Dominican Republic. Uh, Drew Estate, this company is known for its charitable efforts and supports various organizations such as Cigars for Warriors, which provides cigars to service members deployed overseas, and the Cigars for Wounded Warriors, which provides cigars to wounded veterans. Uh, Nat Sherman, I'm going to skip that one because they're actually not in business anymore. Uh, these are just a few examples, but there are many other premium cigar companies that are involved in charitable giving and support various organizations. Many of them are known to donate a portion of their sales or sponsor events to raise funds and awareness for different causes. I mean, that's it's pretty spot on. That's awesome. I love that. Um, one of the things that just came to mind was uh, I wanted to get into some cigar rights, um, PCA, CRA yeah. type of thing. So let's say what well, we do. So can we take this one from Rich Jordan real I like quick? That, but let's do 2022. Correct. Because, so yeah. let's ask it if it knows Ooh. what are the top 10 cigars in 2022? Uh, what are the top 10 premium cigars of 2022? I'll, I'll ask it for its opinion. So I'll say, what do, you, what do you think are the best, the top 10, top 10 premium cigars, cigars from, uh, well, I'll just do cigars from 2022. Should I add the word premium in there? Maybe. In the U.S. Or... Let's, just do Let's just try this. And so what do you think are the top ten premium cigars from 2022? I'm an age. Oh, uh, up until. Oh, okay. That explains the Nat Sherman thing. Okay, so it's still answering. Holy crap! It's still going. <laughs> All right, Garrett, read this one. I'm an AI trained on data up until 2021, so I cannot give you an accurate list of the top 10 premium cigars from 2022, as I do not have access to that information. The selection of premium cigars is a matter of personal preference, and the ranking of cigars can change depending on the year, the brand, and the smoker's preference. It is also important to note that the new cigars, that new cigars are released regularly and new brands appear in the market. The cigar industry is constantly evolving and new cigars are being created all the time. So it is hard to give a definitive list on the top 10 premium cigars at a specific date. 
I suggest you check with experts and aficionado in the field, read reviews from reputable websites, like how about that cigar, and cigar magazines, and ask for opinions from other smokers to get a better idea of what are the best premium cigars available in 2021. Well, let's do, I have, Uh I actually, I'm curious about this. It's a little, it's a little selfish and, and, uh, uh, self-serving. Okay. What is about that cigar? Oh. Got to think on that one. It's thinking. (laughs) That couldn't find it. (laughs) Oh, we Uh, suck. Yeah. This is showing us this. You, you have to be. You have to be. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was. I was. It's repeating a lot of what it just said about top ten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not well known. Could be a misspelling of another brand name. The cigar industry is constantly evolving, and new brands are being created all the time. It's best to check with expert. Yeah, it's the same kind of the same answer from before. So that's all right. Maybe next yeah. year it'll actually know. Maybe next year. Who, who the hell? How about There's that? We should do this year. once a year. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you're going to do uh, uh, CRA. And- so um, let's ask, um, how can a premium cigar smoker fight for their rights to enjoy cigars? Oh, cigars. Oh, thank you. Cigars. Um, let's, just, yeah. let's try that. How can a premium cigar smoker fight for their rights to enjoy cigars? I do not have. Okay, so uh, it's it's. I don't have the capability to oh, oh. advocate. Oh, okay. oh, holy cow! Okay, I was wrong. It's it's still going. What? This is great. I love this. This is fantastic. I was actually worried that this answer was going to be like, no, you shouldn't touch tobacco. Tobacco is right. evil. You should stop asking me about cigars. Bullet points again. Still more bullet points. Oh, my gosh. It is. Oh, my it gosh. Is, this answer is lengthy, but really well put together. Cannot wait. I like how they say enjoy cigars and says smoke cigars. Yeah. I mean, that's so at first it says, I thought it was going to cop out. It says as a language model AI, I do not have the capability to advocate or promote any political or legal agenda, but I can inform you of some ways in which cigar enthusiasts can advocate for their rights to enjoy cigars. One support organizations that advocate for cigar rights. There are several organizations such as the international premium cigar and pipe retailers association, IPCPR. So, it's yep. not up to date on the nomenclature yep. uh, that work to protect and promote their interests of the cigar industry and its consumers. Joining and supporting these organizations can help to raise awareness and advocate for cigar rights Two, contact your elected officials. That is insane. Huge. The AI gave that answer. Huge. So contact your elected officials, reach out to your local and federal representatives and express your views yes. on cigar related issues. Yes. They are the ones who make the laws and your voice can be instrumental in shaping their opinions on these matters. Somebody tag Glenn Loop, Josh Haberski, Scott Jim Pierce Nash. right now, Jim Nash, tag them right now. Um, 
Uh, three, get involved in local cigar events. Many local cigar shops and lounges host events, gatherings, uh, events and gatherings where cigar enthusiasts can come together to enjoy their cigars and network with like-minded individuals. These events can be a great way to raise awareness and advocate for cigar rights. Four, educate others. Share your knowledge and passion for cigars with others and help to educate them about the culture, history, and enjoyment of cigars. This can help to dispel myths and misconceptions about cigars and promote a more positive image of the industry. Five, be respectful. When smoking in public or in places where smoking is allowed, be respectful of others and follow the rules and regulations. Showing that cigar enthusiasts can be responsible and respectful can help to improve the image of the industry. Oh my gosh. It's important to note that laws and regulations vary depending on the count, the country, state, or city you live in. And it's important to be aware of the laws and regulations that affect your ability to enjoy cigars. I am dumbfounded by that. That answer is so Spot fantastic. On. I mean, I that I I was expecting yep. a lot of like, you know, where it says, you know, tobacco use can be dangerous and you should avoid it at all costs and that kind of thing. But it's really it's not doing that. I I kind of I mean, I I know it's just a robot, but I love it. I like Tony's question. I want to ask this one. Ask how to properly light a cigar. So let's ask that right now. Well, I mean, I think you know that, right? I do, yeah. I mean, you, every time we do the... Yeah, the toast cam. The toast cam. <laughs> how do you... Um, okay, well, I'll, I'll say it this way. What is the proper, is the proper way to light a cigar? Here we go. Oh, it starts typing immediately. Personal preference. Bullet points again. Yes. I love it. Jeez. So kids could literally use this for like their tests, for their papers. I mean, well, 21 year olds and, and older could use this for their. Oh, right. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Oh, no, no, but yeah. So you. You yeah. mean the, just yeah, the AI chatbot in general? A kid could go home and like yeah. ask it what it's writing and then have the AI chatbot yeah. write the whole so thing. So while, while yeah. it's still typing the answer, yeah. I've actually seen some stuff on YouTube yeah. where people are um, like uh, computer programmers will yeah. be struggling with a spot of code that they just can't figure out. They'll put the question into maybe not this one, yeah. but certain chatbots and it'll write the code for them and it's correct. So then they just copy and paste it, and it works. What is school anymore? I know. I mean, I know. Um, so let's go back here, um, and Justin, just in. I want you to. So, so Jim, thank you for. We we just were asking questions. Where where our, our guest on the show tonight is the, is this AI chatbot, and we're asking questions about cigars, and this the answers are surprising and interesting, and not at all downers like we were expecting it's actually been kind of a lot of fun uh so we we asked uh tony's question what is the proper way to light a cigar so justin take us through the answer that the chatbot gave us when lighting your cigar it's important no. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious yes. that was good that all was right, outstanding all right uh the proper way to light a cigar is a matter of personal preference but generally the following steps are considered the best way to light a cigar cut this cigar 
use a cut cigar cutter to make a clean cut on the head of the cigar, usually on the shoulder of the cap, cigar cap. This will allow for a smooth draw and prevent the cigar from unraveling. Toast the foot. Hold the cigar over the flame and gently rotate it, allowing the flame to toast the foot of the cigar. This will help to ensure an even burn. Light the cigar. Hold the cigar in your mouth and use the flame to light the cigar. Slowly rotate the cigar while lighting, keeping the flame a safe distance from the cigar. Four, draw on the cigar. After lighting the cigar, take a draw to ensure it is lit evenly and to check the draw. If it's too tight, gently massage the cigar. Ooh, I like that. Five, enjoy. The c- enjoy. Once the cigar is lit, you can sit back and enjoy the smoke. Remember to take your time and savor the experience. It's important to note that the best way to light a cigar is to use a butane lighter, wooden matches, or a cedar spill. What? And avoid using paper matches or a fluid lighter as the chemicals and odors can affect the taste of the cigar also. I mean, it's not wrong. It's, it's, it's very detailed and pretty much right on the money. Ooh. Oh. Here we go. I love it. What's this? Jim says, when is a, when is a cigar just a cigar? Oh, let's see. Yeah, I like that. I, I like do that. too. When is a cigar just a cigar? It knows. Yes, it knows right away. <laughs> Holy cow! Nice one, Jim. That was good. Unbelievable. It's still going. <laughs> It's still typing. This isn't scary. Read right. this one. The phrase, when a cigar is just a cigar, is often attributed to Sigmund Freud, <laughs> the founder of psychoanalysis. The phrase is meant to convey that sometimes people interpret things too deeply and see hidden meanings or symbolism where there is none. In other words, it is used to express that sometimes things are exactly what they seem rather than interpreting them as something else. In the context of cigars, it refers to the idea that a cigar is simply an object to enjoy rather than a symbol of something else. Penis. <laughs> it emphasizes that smoking a cigar is in fact is an act of pleasure, relaxation, and enjoyment and should not be overanalyzed or interpreted as something else. Penis. It is a reminder that not everything has a deeper meaning and that it's important to enjoy things for what they are and not read too much into it. I love that. But I also love Jason Pohl's answer. Click your lighter 15 times. <laughs> yes. Say it doesn't work. Try it again and again, get it to work. Then light your cigar. <laughs> that, is, that is so true. It's like the USB thing. It's like, oh, the USB plug doesn't go in. Flip it over. Oh, it doesn't go in this way either. Yeah. Flip it back over. Yep. Oh, it works now. Yep. Yeah, it's the same. Exactly. Um, Skip says, what is the difference between Piloto and Pilotico cigar tobacco. Well, let's find out. What is the difference between Piloto and Pilotico? Oh, sorry. I didn't have the cursor in there. Uh, what is. Hmm. Oops, sorry. Yeah, and that's the uh, Cuban style of uh, lighting a cigar, Jeff. Jeff says, I actually like to light a cigar with a closed cap until the wrapper is smoking, then cut. 
So the question is, what is the difference between Piloto and Pilotico cigar tobacco? I believe that's what I got from, where was that question? There it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's try it. Oh. Uh, so this happened to me too. When uh, the AI chatbot is busy, Yeah. It will, it will do this. I've ran into this uh, a few times. So, so it says right here, due to high demand on our systems, previous conversations are right response. Click that so let's try it again. Oh, it's still saying there's an error generating response. Maybe it's still busy. Okay. Well, maybe we, uh, yeah, we start a new chat. Yeah. Let's try this. Oh, it's busy. Yeah, it's done with us. So maybe let's do uh, numero. Yeah, let's do it. I love that. It is now time for this week's numero de los muertos. And numero de los muertos brought to us by our friends at Smoke In. I'm Steve here from Smoking Cigars. It is that time of year again, the Great Smoke 2023 Mardi Gras Madness. Whether you're coming down live or we're going to be enjoying the event from the comfort of your own home, your ticket price includes this epic package. It's one of our greatest Great Smoke packages in the history of this event. Over $400 worth of product and great swag for the low cost of $165. Do not hesitate. Tickets are selling this year faster than ever. Go to www.thegreatsmoke.com and get your live general admission ticket, your virtual ticket if you're going to enjoy it from home, and tickets for either the dinner or the brunch. Epic time. We can't wait to see you all there. The Great Smoke 2023. Mardi Gras Madness. All right. Numero de los Muertos, episode 188. Garrett, what do you have for us this week? This week, I have uh, it's not a it's not a funny one. Okay, I, I'll just say that right on. Seven hundred people in the United States, on average, die from this every year. Seven hundred United States on yep. average yep. every year. Yep. First, All right. First, we're going to do this with the viewers, and then we're going to and then the we're going to ask the chat, and bot, then we'll ask the chat okay. bot, which looks like it's it's back on now. Yeah, I think maybe we're back online. We'll try it. Skynet's back. <laughs> um 700 people die from this yep. in the US? Yes. Is it disease related? It is not. Hmm. Um is it related to AI? It is not. <laughs> it is not changing light bulb. Histoplasmosis, Jim says. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna need the chat bot to define <laughs> what, is what that is. Yeah, let's or, let's or find furniture out. falling on them. <laughs> uh, it is not furniture falling on them. It is not falling off a ladder. It is not plane crash. Uh, histoplasmosis is a fungal infection caused by the fungus histoplasma capsulatum. It is most commonly affects the lungs, but can also affect other organs such as spleen, liver, central nervous system. Symptoms can range from mild to severe and include fever, cough, chest pain, difficulty breathing. Ugh, that sounds... That doesn't sound fun at all. Horrible. All right. Uh, <laughs> not changing their oil. 
No, Raul. One no, day. Not one day. Your... He's he's waiting like the auto. No, you know he's waiting for that answer one day. Yeah. <laughs> Just no. no. Um, not it's not disease related. It is not disease is related. It on land or water. Um. Is irrelevant. It? Okay. Uh, but mostly on land. Okay. Are vehicles involved? Vehicles are not involved. Not having enough cowbell. I like it. That can bring any party down. It, it really can. Jim, not having enough cow. You have to have. Got it. Yeah, Got to have more cowbell. Well, it, it can cause a fever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah but in the only prescription. is more cowbell. Yeah. It's more cowbell. There you go. Yep. See? The more you know. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Um, okay. No vehicles, no disease. Nope. nope. Is there a certain age group? Yes. Um, Older, younger? Um, the age group okay. I would I would say is between the ages of 13 and 40. Okay. Um ooh. Would these be considered workplace accidents? No, they would not. Uh, it is not falling through the ice. It is not getting hit in the chest. Ooh, nope, too soon. <laughs> uh, At least it, he made it. Like, yeah, he's incredible. doing. He's doing great. It's uh, not tetanus. It's not disease related. Okay. Um, is it related to crime? Is 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 it murder? No, there it's not. Weapons involved. No weapons are involved. Impersonating Christopher Walken. Ooh. Yeah, I'm really. I don't bad think at that it. causes death. I think that causes awesomeness. I think so too. Yeah. My little. I would try to do it, but I'm terrible at <laughs> gold-plated diapers. <laughs> <laughs> I wore this uncomfortable hunk of metal up my ass for two years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, chopping wood. No. Um, is so not workplace accidents. Nope. Uh, recreational activity. Oh no. Um, so I'm going to give a big clue. Okay. It only affects women. Oh. Um, Ooh, this could go dark. Is child dying in childbirth. Abortion. No. Oh. Giving birth. Giving birth? Mm-hmm. 700 women in the U.S. a year die from giving childbirth or complications wow. of. Holy shit, really? Yeah. I didn't know it was that many. I didn't either. From bleeding to death? Or? A lot of That's different reasons. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, wow. A lot of crazy things can happen. 700. Yeah man so and that's in the u.s i mean there's just the u.s there's places around the world that have very poor yeah very poor medical care no clean water things like that numbers have to be way higher there have to be unbelievable jeez so now i want to see let's bring the chat bot back into screen and and see if uh now i want to know how we appropriately ask this question to the chatbot. Hmm. Ask this question? Yeah. Uh, should we just ask the chatbot, since we already know the answer, should we ask the chatbot how, how many women in the U.S. die from childbirth every year? 
I'm sure it's going to know that. You think so? Yeah. But okay. Let's. I mean. Well, let's then. How, let's how say. Dump it. Hmm. Um. Uh, what? How? How we would we ask it? Because we wouldn't just say what causes so 700 seven, people a year to die in the women, U.S. Say women. Yeah. Let's. Let's. Okay. okay so yeah. what? What causes 700 women per year in America has the highest rate among the developed nations? States causes 700 women per year in the United States to die? Question mark. Oh, really? Is he? Yeah. So AI is not sure what we're specifically asking. Heart disease is the leading cause of death for women. Oh, 700 women die from heart, heart disease. disease each day. I each, saw 700 and each I got, day, each day. Oh my, each day. Jeez, man. Cancer is the second leading cause. Yowza. Anyway. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> that was uh, this week's numero de los muertos. All right. Um, there was a question up here that I want to find that I thought was really interesting and kind of uh, snarky in a, in a fun way, I think. Um, there it is. Rich Jordan. Who is credited with blending the Drew Estate League of Number oh Nine? Oh, my God. This is this. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Who is this? this is, I, I don't even know if I want to ask this question. <laughs> Who tag is, him, tag him. Tag Saka. Yeah, tag Saka and, and Melillo. <laughs> no, don't please don't, don't tag them. Who is credited <laughs> with you got an S on your who there, but oh yeah. yeah. Who's who's who is credited with blending? Who is is oh son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, as you guys get to see out what a terrible typist I am. Okay. Who is credited with blending the Liga Drew State Liga nine, number nine. Privada number nine cigar. Oops, cigar. Uh by Drew State. From Drew State. Oh, I'm afraid. Okay, here we go. Here it is. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to just add more fire to this conversation. All right, so it says the Liga Pravada number no. 9 cigar from Drew Estate is blended by Willie Herrera. He is a master blender who is known for his expertise in creating high-quality, flavorful cigars. He has been working with Drew Estate for for several years and is credited with creating the Liga Pravada number no. 9 cigar, which is considered one of the company's flagship blends. It is a highly sought-after cigar among aficionados and is known for its rich, complex flavor profile. Now, I'll say that I am 99% sure that that answer is wrong because right. I don't think Willie worked for Drew Estate until after the Liga 9 was already on the market. I would agree. So that answer is not correct. So, how do we um, how would he send them the correct answer so they can get it? I know. Code, you know. Um, oh, the notable smoke. Tony, that's a great. Tony says, yes. looking forward to the chatbot's notable smokable this week. Hmm. I mean, we'll ask it. It probably doesn't have an answer, but that's worth a try. That's so somebody asked, um, "Who is the goat?" And we should ask it, "Who is the NFL goat?" 
answer is incorrect. Willie Herrera did not work for Drew State until after the Liga uh, number nine was already on market. Oh, it says, <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, the, the chatbots. Oh, oh. Oh! oh! <laughs> Shit! Oh, okay. I, this is not my answer. This is what the chatbot says. It says, I apologize. You are correct that Willie Herrera did not work for Drew Estate when Liga Pravada number nine was first blended. It was blended by the company's founder, Jonathan Drew, and master blender, Nicholas Melillo. My apologies for any confusion caused. That is the answer of the chatbot, not how about that cigar. <laughs> As our disclaimer says. At the As end our of the disclaimer show. says at the end of every show. <laughs> Alex, good call. Thank you for yeah. That's that's good. Um, NFL what, goat. Who is the NFL he, he goat? Said, he said the meant, he meant the cigar related goat. I know. I know. Um. Or we can keep it cigar related. Yeah, let's keep it cigar related. Right. So, what is is there anything else? I mean, we can uh, we can jump to we can jump to lightning round. I mean, I've, we we have asked a ton of great questions, and thank you to our audience for giving us some great ones. So, can we ask the AI chatbot the lightning round questions? Is that what we're gonna do? We could. It probably won't have an opinion. If you were to get into a fight. What would your soundtrack music be? <laughs> well, let's do that. Let's, let's get just... into the segment first. Okay, let's get into the segment. Let's, this... let's jump into it. Let me get my screen switched yep. over here so I know where I'm at. All right, it is time for the lightning round. Brought to us by J.C. Newman Cigar Company, America's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brickhouse, Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and The American. J.C. Newman Cigar Company operates out of their 112-year-old El Relo Cigar Factory in historic Cigar City, Tampa, Florida. For more information on their cigars or their visitor experience, visit jcnewman.com. All right. So let's go back to the chat bot and we're going to say lightning round questions. Um, if you were about to get into a fight, what would your soundtrack? Your theme song be your what now? Your theme song, maybe your soundtrack. What would your just what would your soundtrack be? Yeah. Okay. Sure that. <laughs> oh! <laughs> the shortest answer all night. All As right. a language model, I do not have the ability to get into a fight or have a personal preference such as a soundtrack. Also, violence is not a solution. I would encourage <laughs> peaceful and nonviolent means of resolving conflicts. Okay. Okay, right on, right on. I'll take that answer. Yep. Uh, so let's uh, let's jump out of here now and jump into lightning round. Gosh, I feel bad because I don't know, know if I even provided any uh, new or uh, off the cuff uh, uh, lightning round questions this week. 
So let's go with, uh, let's just go right off the top of our heads here. And I got one. Do it. What was your favorite lunchbox growing up? Oh, that's easy. Easy for me. Did you? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Dukes of Hazard. Mm. Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. Yep. The metal. Yeah. The metal one. It too. was. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, what are the conditions necessary to ferment tobacco? I like that one. I do too. We'll ask that one. Um, Dukes of Hazard. Yep. Me too. Did you have the same? I did. Yeah. I had the Dukes of Hazard. It had the car. Yep. And it had the brothers. And um, well, it had for me. It was it was the brothers. It was Jesse and um, Daisy, Daisy was on there. Was yeah. on there. Oh, yep. Daisy was on. Daisy there. was definitely on there. Yeah. For uh, I mean, ooh, Jaws. Jaws lunchbox. Nice. That would have been cool. That's very cool. I like that. Um, that's a great question. Favorite lunchbox. I like that question a lot. Um, because they don't do that anymore. You had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah. Okay. Um, I bet you were at the tail end of lunchboxes. Probably. 82. What's your favorite appetizer? Finger food, you know. Cheese curds. Cheese curds. Mm -hmm. That is a very northern answer. It is. I love those too. Mm -hmm. What's the dip of choice for cheese curds? I like ranch or marinara. Depends what kind of, like sometimes, you know. Marinara. Hmm. Marinara for me only works for cheese sticks, for mozz. Yeah. Or mozzarella cheese sticks for Ooh. for cheese curds. It's got to be ranch. Or, like or I like ranch or I, I like you know? mixing ranch yeah. with hot sauce. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Onion rings for all the sauce. <laughs> the Art Deco one. That's good. What's your favorite appetizer? Uh, my favorite appetizer is uh, chicken wings. Yeah. Um, I'm a uh, chicken wing nut. I. Yeah. The spicier, the better, of course. So I like a good mix. Um, I like to go to a place that has multiple flavors, and I'm not talking about the big chain because I think they suck, with the exception of one flavor. Their mango habanero is actually pretty good. Um, but um, there's a local spot here called D-Spot. In, uh, D-Spot wings are so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact, I was on TV for the travel channel when they came out and did a thing on D spot, they were ranked number one wings in America. Nice. And, um, so they have over 112 flavor of wings. Cullum Sutton, bang, bang shrimp. Yes. Bang, bang shrimp is really good. Love bang, bang shrimp. Oh, Lordy. Ranch or blue cheese with the wings. Mm -hmm. I'll go either. I'll go either. If they're plain ish or they're, you know, a light flavor, then I'll do some ranch, but, um, actually not to, continue to trip on d-spot they have these wings called hypocritical ranch <laughs> that are buffalo with with a, a ranch oh yeah yeah drizzle on them okay nice um favorite breakfast cereal um honey bunches of oats really yep that's kind of an old man answer. I was not expecting that. No, no, that's okay. That's not a bad answer. And, and that's a, actually it even gets more old man. Oh, with almond milk. With almond oh. milk. Oh. What about you, Justin? Well, I mean, I had Captain Crunch berries the other night with fruity pebbles mixed together. Oh, holy shit! That's how I roll. Yikes! Yeah. That's like a sugar or, overload. Or you do like the cocoa puffs with uh, yeah some uh, cocoa pebbles. How do you spell Beatus? <laughs> <laughs> So I have a really old man answer for favorite breakfast. And I don't eat breakfast cereal anymore. Grape nuts? But, but when I, 
Yeah. Is it really? Is it, you're calling me an old man by Honey Bunch's votes? Oh, man. I know it's a terrible answer. It's so stupid. With Ovaltine? I, <laughs> I just love them. I, I always did. Now, I, I haven't. Cinnamon Life. Cinnamon Life's very good. Is way up there for me. It's in my top And Frosted three. Flakes, classic. You can't yeah. beat Frosted Flakes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was, I, I was always, even as a little kid, you know, the kids are, other people are eating Captain Crunch, and, and I was like, give me some grape nuts. So I don't know why. I'll I, admit, as a kid, I liked grape nuts, too. No, I did put sugar on them. Did you have, like, the layer of gray across <laughs> the top of it? I did, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I know it's a it's a cheesy old man answer, but I just love them. I haven't had them in years because <laughs> I don't eat that stuff anymore. But um, Rice Krispie Treat cereal. Yeah. I've seen that before. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah. They're sort of like little clusters of Rice Krispies. Really? Stuck together with sugary stuff. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is bomb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Golden Grams. Oh, yeah. oh uh, Golden Grams. Yep. Yeah. You remember back in the, I don't think they make it anymore, but this, this stuff, they actually made a joke commercial on Saturday night live about something with a similar name, but there was this stuff that was called crackling oat bran. Oh yeah. I remember crackling oh, oat bran. And it was so, it was like cardboard. It was greasy though. It left this film of grease for some reason. It was like, it was made with a lot of oil or something. And it left a film of grease in the bowl and in your, <laughs> on your tongue. It was, Oh, Ugh. not good. Okay. Not good. Yeah, not good. I saw the joke you were about to, you were you were just like loading up, like okay, I got something I got to work out in my head here. Um, waffle crisps. Mm. Jason's. I don't know if I ever had waffle. I, I never heard of those. Well, and then the classic. They only come out at Halloween time. The, the, uh, booberry and Count Chocula and all that. That stuff was just ridiculous. So uh, I don't know. We've been doing this for a long time. And I've, uh, since being on the show tonight, mm -hmm. I've received a call from my three youngest kids. And every, it happens almost every week. And I tell them, what do I do on Monday nights? Every, every Monday night since and, you've and, been making memories. And they, they still ask you questions. They still call you. Yeah. on monday night saying hey dad where's the where's the lucky charms yeah hey dad what where's the scissors yeah yeah they still do that they do <laughs> uh that won't that won't stop actually even after they move out it probably won't stop. yeah that's probably true <laughs> um let's i'm just real quick i want to go back to even though i know Let's. I think Luciano had a, Luciano good, had a good question. Here, what it. are the conditions necessary to ferment tobacco? So I want to go to back to the chat bot here. So let me pull that up. Oop, wrong button. Stay with us. Okay, there's that, and there's that. Okay, so let's type it in here. What are the conditions necessary to tobacco let's see what the chat oh, this started typing instantly wow. there was no delay whatsoever and now bullet points again and a little bit of repeated from earlier when we were talking about pilones and stuff oh yeah airflow it didn't talk about that before i don't think 
Wow, this is very detailed. All right, here we go. So it says, fermenting tobacco involves a process called curing, which is the process of drying and aging tobacco leaves to bring out the flavors and reduce their harshness. The specific conditions necessary to ferment tobacco include, one, temperature. The curing process typically takes place at a temperature between 60 and 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Two, humidity. The relative humidity of the curing environment should be between 60 and 70%. This helps to prevent the tobacco leaves from drying out too quickly and allows for a slow, steady fermentation process. Three, airflow. Proper airflow is essential for curing tobacco. The leaves should be exposed to fresh air during the curing process to help prevent mold and mildew growth. Four, light. The tobacco leaves should be protected from direct sunlight during the curing process as this can cause the leaves to dry out too quickly and damage the flavor. Five, time. The time it takes to ferment tobacco depends on the type of tobacco and the desired flavor profile. For example, cigar tobacco can take up to two, year, two years to ferment, while cigarette tobacco may only take a few weeks. It's important to note that the Tobacco leaves must be handled carefully during the curing process Ooh. to prevent mold and mildew growth. Speaking of mold. We're finally going to get the answer right here. Jim, I was hoping to make it through this show without oh. talking about that word that I hate so much. <laughs> but because you brought it up. We got to do it. I will. We okay. got to settle this debate once and for all. Okay. That, but knows all. In the world of premium cigars, what <laughs> is the difference between plume and old? God help me. <laughs> Here we go. This is gospel. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Oh, please get it right. Please get it right. So it's far? so far. No. <laughs> it's still answering. It's still typing. Uh, okay. I just Garrett read this one. I disagree with some of it. 92 in the world of premium cigars, plume and mold are two distinct things. Plume, also known as bloom, is a natural occurrence that takes place during the aging process of cigars. It is a fine white powdery substance that develops on the wrapper leaf of a cigar and is caused by the oils and sugars in the tobacco leaf coming to the surface. Plume is considered a sign of, properly aged, of a properly aged cigar and is considered a positive attribute by cigar aficionados. Mold, on the other hand, is a fungus that can grow on the wrapper leaf of a cigar if the humidity and temperature levels are not properly controlled during the aging process. Mold can cause discoloration and damage to the wrapper leaf and can affect the flavor and burn of the cigar. Mold growth is considered a negative attribute and cigars with mold should be discarded. Yes. Correct. It is important to note that while plume is a sign of properly aged cigar, it is considered a positive attribute. Mold is a fungus that can cause discoloration and damage to the wrapper leaf and is considered a negative attribute. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I agree with some of what the chatbot just said and I disagree with some of what the chatbot just said. And there's only like I don't I, I don't 
I don't want to get into it right now. Uh, I, as much as uh, I don't want to get into it right I now. I tagged you in a post earlier this I week. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> I know. And the guy who actually did the study wants to talk to us. Does and, he really? Yes. I just don't know if I have the heart for it. I just don't know if I have the heart for it. It's there's so many more important things in the world of premium cigars than talking about mold versus plume. There's more. Let's talk about let's talk about our rights as cigar smokers. Let's talk about growing the community of of people who enjoy fine cigars. Let's talk about uh, learning more about uh, the way that they're made and the people who make them. Let's let's talk about that. Let's stop talking about plume versus mold because it's just let's not. Yeah. Let's not. Yeah. It's it's fun and interesting, but how about this? This is a good question for the AI. Let's do it. Why do some cigar companies wrap their cigars in cellophane and others don't? Ooh, Luciano's got another good one there. <laughs> All right. Jeez. More bullet points from the AI chatbot. <clears throat> Once again, so far, it's looking, oh my looking like I agree with some and disagree with others. Yep. Wow, it's very detailed once again. Uh, Justin, read this one for us. All right. Cigar companies wrap their cigars in cellophane for a few reasons. One, protection. Don't go anywhere without it. Cellophane <laughs> can protect cigars from damage caused by sunlight, humidity, and temperature changes. It can also prevent cigars from being crushed or damaged in transit. Preservation. Cellophane can help which is number two. Cellophane can help to preserve the humidity levels in a cigar, preventing it from drying out and preserving its flavor. Number three, presentation. Cellophane can also be used to create a more visual appealing presentation of cigars, making them more attractive to customers. Some cigar companies choose not to wrap their cigars in cellophane for a variety of reasons. Number one, tradition. Some cigar companies choose not to wrap their cigars in cellophane to stay true to traditional methods of cigar making. Number two, flavor. Some cigar enthusiasts believe that cellophane can affect the flavor of cigars and prefer to smoke cigars that have not been wrapped in cellophane. Number three, aging. Some cigar companies prefer to age their cigars without the cellophane, believing that it allows the cigars to age and develop flavors in a more natural way. Ultimately, it's a matter of preference and tradition for the cigar companies, and whether the cigars wrapped in cellophane or not doesn't necessarily indicate the quality of the cigar. Yeah, I agree with some of that. I just I especially disagree with the the bullet point right there that says aging. Some cigar companies yes. prefer to age their cigars. No cigar companies age their cigars in cellophane. If if they're in the aging room, they are not in uh, I don't I've never seen cigars in an aging room at a cigar factory that had cellophane on them. The cellophane goes on right before the cigars get put in the box and those boxes get shipped to retailers. Um, so yeah, they don't get now, as far as us at home, when we age our cigars, yeah, they because already some, been wrapped. Yeah. Some of us have, some of us have cigars in our home humidors that we want to keep for a long time because we're curious what they're going to taste like 
in two years or five years. And we can choose if we want to have the cello on or off. My, from what I understand, and I learned this from a video from on Cigar Aficionado is, for the most part, leaving the cellophane on a cigar, the thing that it affects more than anything else for like, and we're talking like 10 years or more storage. The thing that it affects more than anything else is cigars tend to retain more of their strength if the cellophane is left on when they're aged. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But but as far the the main reason I usually leave cellophane on a cigar is to protect the wrapper leaf. Mm-hmm. It just protects it better yep. um, because I I'll go rifling through different drawers and things in my humidor, and I don't want to worry about busting up wrapper leaf. So if it's already got cellophane on it, I'll just leave the cellophane on uh, once it's once it's on there from the factory. What about this one right here? I think respectfully, we'll okay. we'll we'll ask that another time okay. yeah yeah we'll leave that question off this time um but i i had a lot of fun asking the ai chatbot questions about cigars and i i would love to do this again i would love to, uh, I, would I, too. I think it was a lot of fun and I, I love the fact that the more we ask the more it will learn and i love especially the fact and thank you alex for getting us to basically tell it that it was wrong because right away it did another quick Look. look and it realized oh yeah I, I was wrong so i kind of i kind of dig that uh but i thought i think it was a lot of fun uh something we can continue doing and uh thank you guys for uh bringing us some questions to ask the chat bot uh <laughs> jay davis the ai knows more than most store owners oh jay i wish that weren't true but i think you're right yeah. i think you are right about that not yeah. you not you, Jay, but but quite a few. Uh, that is that is absolutely, uh, unfortunately, the case. Um, so we are definitely going to come back to the chatbot one of these days. Uh, but let's now move into this week's Notable Smokable. And Notable Smokable on How About That Cigar Live is brought to us by Luciano Cigars. Notable cigars, notable passion, notable purpose so each week we name a cigar that we smoked recently that was notable to us it could be a cigar that's been on the market for decades that we just tried again for the first time in many years or a cigar that we've tried for the first time ever that's brand new to the market so justin what was your notable smokable this week um this week i texted you a picture of it when i was enjoying it on saturday driving around having to run some errands in my truck you know i get to tip coffee drink a cigar in my cup good times yeah it was uh the don pepin garcia vegas cubanas mm. so it was a, a solid budget stick per se yes. you know seven eight bucks not a not a bad one to enjoy with a nice glass of coffee on some oh yeah and i told i replied back i was like that's one of my favorite budget cigars that was actually what one of the first i guarantee within the first five episodes of the podcast that we smoked that one on the show yeah um, when we were still doing just audio only yep yeah. Um, great budget cigar. Yep. I mean, depending on the size, you can get those for, you know, four bucks a piece. Yep. Um, love it. Uh, Garrett, what was your notable this week? I had a LFD Solis. Solis? Oh, yeah. The new one. Bro. So it was one of our favorites at the trade show. Yes. And um, I saw, I went and watched some sporting event yesterday. <laughs> at um perfect ash and i was like oh what and uh my excitement actually got three more people that were in the humidor to to buy them as well 
Ooh, I'm, I'll be making a trip down to Perfect Dash to yeah. pick some of those up. Uh, unbelievable. Just, yeah. And that's, you know, when you have a really great cigar at the show, number one is that, you know, rare. Um, but then when it comes to market, you're always like, please be as good as please I Please be good. Yeah. yeah. And, and it absolutely was. That is awesome. Yeah, I remember enjoying that blend. Uh, and you're always excited, too. When you try a sample at the trade show, yep. you're excited to get back home for them to finally ship to the retailer and see, okay, are these, is it, is this really the cigar that we got to try at the trade show? Yep. So very excited that those are finally showing up at retailers. Uh, my notable this week um, was, again, picked up from a local retailer um, from a couple of years ago, not even a new cigar, but um, the Room 101 12th anniversary. Mm. And they had some uh, on the shelf at one of the local shops. And I think that was a 2021 release, maybe. 2020 and or 2020. Nice, nice cigar. I mean, really rich. A lot of rich flavors and aromas in that cigar. So uh, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, and got a, got a shot of that on my phone a few days ago. Uh, so that was this week's notable smokables brought to us by luciano cigars improving lives through fine cigars please visit lucianocigars.com to learn more so we have some exciting stuff coming up soon in our coming attractions and those are brought to us by our friends at aj fernandez they now produce unparalleled premium cigars in esteli nicaragua the aj fernandez portfolio of cigars provides blend strength and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer whether it's new world dios de gloria san latano enclave or bayas artes you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from aj fernandez oof okay so um Next week's show is still in the works, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but we do know we have a couple of shows already scheduled for um, for February and also closing out the month of January. On the 30th of January, we have none other than the man himself, the man, the myth, the legend, the wonderful, honest Abe DeBabna from Smoke In. He's going to be on the show. We're going to give all the details about the upcoming uh, Great Smoke and we will be giving away a ticket to the Great Smoke. Mm -hmm. You absolutely do not want to miss that show because you will have a chance to win yourself a ticket to the big show. So thank you guys so much for being a part of this show. We had a blast talking to the chat bot. Yeah. I think this could be interesting to keep revisiting, oh, gather man. up some more questions, um, and maybe even just kind of go off the rails and ask stuff about stuff, everything other than cigars. Well, and really, this could have bombed. It, it could have been like beep, 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 yep. like <laughs> just a blinking cursor. Like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. What, right. is, what is it? Why would I care what a cigar is? And one of my fears, and it, and it <laughs> happened, you know, where it, it got too busy, you know, for a time. And I'm glad yeah. that we were able to punt away and, yeah. and uh, do something else for a minute. But uh, no, I think it was... Uh, what a great idea. And that was, uh, that was Matt's brainchild. So. Yeah. It's, I just saw something on somebody's podcast. They were talking about the, the chat GPT and I said, Hey, let's see what it knows about cigars. Awesome. Turns out it knows quite a lot. 
It sure does. So it was a good time. Uh, so for our viewers and listeners, guys, thank you so much for being the best part of How About That Cigar Live. We're grateful that you watched us live on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, keep watching and keep listening. And for those of you listening on the audio podcast, make sure to subscribe on your favorite audio podcast platform. Uh, and thanks so much for being a part of that. If you have questions for us, make sure to email us on the website, HowAboutThatCigar.com. Be sure to follow us on all your favorite social media platforms. You'll find us at HBT Cigar. And of course, until we see you next time, burn cigars, not bridges. See you guys. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Any comments, opinions, viewpoints, or statements presented or uttered by guests on the HBTC podcast, HBTC live video streams, and all other media from HBT Media LLC are solely those of the individual and do not necessarily represent the opinions or viewpoints of How About That Cigar or its parent company, HBT Media LLC, any of our advertising partners, or the premium cigar industry. The primary purpose of How About That Cigar is to entertain and to encourage activity and growth within the community of people who enjoy or want to learn about the enjoyment of premium premium cigars.